Hello, this is Dr. Ed Hill, host of This Week in the Word, where we grow in our knowledge of the Word of God and our walk with Christ. I'm glad you found this episode today of Matthew's Messiah, entitled, When God Shows Up. We have come to Matthew chapter 21 on the 21st day of November in the year 2021. How neat. Isn't that just great? (laughs) I didn't even plan it that way, but I think that's very neat. Now, in Matthew's Messiah, we have now arrived at Passion Week. By the end of this week, Messiah will have been betrayed, arrested, beaten, scourged, mocked, crucified. He will have died. He will have been pierced after his death. He will have been buried, resurrected, and seen alive. And all of this happens in this one week in the Gospel of Matthew. Everything in Matthew has been coming to this massive, momentous week. God the Father made it virtually impossible to miss Jesus Christ as God, the Messiah of the Jewish people and the Savior of the world. But people missed him anyway, and they are still doing it. I hope if you are confused about who Jesus Christ really is, that the Lord will open your eyes today through this episode. So we're glad you're here. Let's get to it. Let's go to Matthew chapter 21, verses 1 through 46. I've entitled this episode, When God Shows Up. So let's go to verse 1 in Matthew 21. And when they drew nigh unto Jerusalem and were come to Bethphage under the Mount of Olives, then sent Jesus two disciples, saying unto them, Go into the village over against you, and straightway ye shall find an ass tied and a colt with her. Loose them and bring them unto me. And if any man say aught unto you, ye shall say, The Lord hath need of them, and straightway he will send them. All this was done that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet, saying, Tell ye the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy king cometh unto thee, meek and sitting upon an ass, and a colt, the foal of an ass. And the disciples went and did as Jesus commanded them, and brought the ass and the colt, and put on them their clothes, and they set him thereon. Now right here, we see the Lord Jesus Christ doing something. And I want you to think about this. When he told them to to go and find these animals and bring them, if any of this had not happened, as he said, everything would have come crashing down. Have you ever thought of it like that? And yet he knew that it would not because he's God. So everything happened just as he said, and this is a fulfillment Matthew says, of Zechariah 9, 9, the prophet Zechariah. This fulfilled that. So this is what is often called the triumphal entry of the Lord Jesus Christ into Jerusalem. That's okay to call it that, but I want you to think of it this way. The Lord Jesus Christ is officially presenting himself to the Jewish people as their Messiah. Sir Robert Anderson was in Scotland Yard in London, a very smart man, but he had theological training as well. He was knighted by the Queen of England, so he must have been 
a very worthy individual. Sir Robert Anderson took the prophet Daniel, especially Daniel chapter 9, verses 24 to 27, and counting each year as a 360-day year. We don't have time to get into all of that and calendars and all of that, but he did the calculating, and he showed that the prophet Daniel in Daniel 9, verses 24 to 27, basically indicated the exact day upon which the Messiah would come to Jerusalem and present himself to the Jewish people. If you want to read more about that, get the book, The Coming Prince by Sir Robert Anderson. And I believe he also has other writings relating to Daniel. And you can study that. And when you do, it is going to blow your mind. Now, do you know who should have been looking for the Messiah on that exact very day? The priest, the religious leaders of the Jewish people. But we're going to see that they weren't looking at all. And even if they were to see it, they rejected him. So Christ comes into Jerusalem riding on uh, this donkey and its colt. Okay. Verse 8, and a very great multitude spread their garments in the way. Others cut down branches from the trees and strawed them in the way. And the multitudes that went before and that followed cried, saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Now that means the son of David is saying that this is the Messiah, and Hosanna means save us. Hosanna to the son of David. Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord, Hosanna in the highest. And there are so many prophecies fulfilled here that I'm actually I'm actually getting a little confused. I think that's Psalm 8, verse 2. You can check me out on that, but if I'm not right, you can easily find it. So this fulfills Scripture. Now look at verse 10. And when he was come into Jerusalem, all the city was moved, saying, Who is this? Now, by the way, this was Passover, and there were hundreds of thousands, maybe as many as, I think I've read as many as a million Jewish people who came from all over Israel, obviously, but all over the world back to Jerusalem for Passover. There were a lot of people here who had no personal knowledge of who Jesus was. Now, let me show you how confused even the people were that should have known because maybe they had been the ones who had seen him for these three years. Look at verse 11. And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. Now, that's wrong. Jesus is not merely a prophet. Jesus is God. All right? but at least they got the uh, location correct. But listen, when God shows up, don't miss him. That's the lesson we're getting right here. Don't miss him. That's important. Now, let's look at verse uh, 12. And Jesus went into the temple of God. Now, this is God coming into his own house, okay? Okay. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that 
sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer, but ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple and he healed them. So more scripture is fulfilled right here. And uh, I, I am truly all mixed up now. I wrote these down, but I believe this is Isaiah 56, 7. But again, if it's not, it's easy to find the exact reference. I'm so sorry, but there's a lot that is fulfilled right here. Maybe I should have made better notes. <laughs> but you can make even better notes if you search it out on your own. Now, look at verse 15. Remember the little lesson here is when God shows up, don't miss him. Remember that Sir Robert Anderson showed easily with mathematic precision that the Jewish leaders should have known exactly what day the Lord Jesus Christ, the Messiah, would present himself to the Jewish people. I mean, if Sir Robert Anderson could figure it out and he wasn't Jewish, they should have been able to figure it out, all right? So let's see what happens. Verse 15, And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David. Now, I'm going to stop right here because you would think when they saw all of this, they would have been just especially pleased because... This is what should happen, right? That's not what they were. Let me reread verse 15, but I'm going to read all of it. And when the chief priests and scribes saw the wonderful things that he did, and the children crying in the temple and saying, Hosanna to the son of David, they were sore displeased. Wow. And said unto him, Hearest thou what these say? And Jesus saith unto them, Yea, have ye never read out of the mouth of babes and sucklings, thou hast perfected praise? And he left them and went out of the city into Bethany, and he lodged there. Now listen, when God shows up, don't miss him. Like these folks did right here, everybody was missing him. Some people got it, but a lot of people who should have got it didn't get it. Don't be like that. When God shows up, see him. When God shows up in your life, see him. Pay attention. Don't miss him. Now, when God shows up, don't doubt him. Look at Matthew 21, 18 to 22. Now, in the morning, as he returned into the city, he hungered. And when he saw a fig tree in the way, he came to it and found nothing thereon, but leaves only, and said unto it, Let no fruit grow on thee henceforward forever. And presently the fig tree withered away. And when the disciples saw it, they marveled, saying, How soon is the fig tree withered away? Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If ye have faith and doubt not, ye shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, 
But also, if he shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, it shall be done. In all things whatsoever ye shall ask in prayer, believing ye shall receive. So he's teaching his disciples here a very important lesson about prayer. Pray in faith, not doubt. When God shows up, don't doubt him. Faith him. Trust him. That's a very important lesson. And it's one they will deeply need because of everything that is going to happen in this Passion Week. Now, here's another principle. When God shows up, don't challenge him. Verses 23 to 27 of Matthew 21. And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priest and the elders of the people came unto him as he was teaching and said, now let's stop right there just a minute. If this was God come to his temple, where should the chief priests and the elders have been? They should have also been being taught with the people, but they weren't because they were too busy plotting. And when he was coming to the temple, the chief priests and elders, other people, came unto him as he was teaching and said, By what authority doest thou these things? And who gave thee this authority? What a question, right? Verse 24, And Jesus answered and said unto them, I also will ask you one thing, which if you tell me, I in likewise will tell you by what authority I do these things. Listen, when they asked that question, he could have easily answered, I am the authority, I am God. Because that's what he's basically going to do right here. Verse 25, so here's what he's going to ask them. The baptism of John, whence was it, from heaven or of men? And they reason with themselves, saying, If we shall say from heaven, he will say unto us, Why did ye not then believe him? But if we shall say of men, We fear the people, for all hold John as a prophet. And they answered Jesus and said, We cannot tell. And he said unto them, Neither tell I you by what authority I do these things. Listen, when God shows up, don't challenge him. Why these folks that we've seen over and over in the Gospel of Matthew, the religious leaders, why they didn't understand this by now, I do not know. But they continually challenged him and were slam dunked every time. But they just never caught on. Now, here is the last principle, I think. Uh, Let's see. Yes, the very last one we're going to mention in Matthew 21. When God shows up, don't reject him. That is the dumbest thing you can do. When God shows up, don't reject him. Verse 28. But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go work today in my vineyard. Now let's stop right there. 
You need to know that the prophet spoke of Jerusalem and Israel at large, but particularly Jerusalem as his vineyard. Okay, that's important. And these guys would have known that, these religious leaders, or they should have known it. Verse 28, But what think ye? A certain man had two sons, and he came to the first and said, Son, go to work today in my vineyard. He answered and said, I will not. But afterward he repented and went. And he came to the second and said, Likewise. And he answered and said, I go, sir, and went not. Whether of them twain did the will of his father, they say unto him, The first. Jesus saith unto them, Verily I say unto you, that the publicans, that's what Matthew was, by the way, a publican when he was a tax collector. Uh, Verily I send to you that the publicans and the harlots go into the kingdom of God before you. <laughs> For John came unto you in the way of righteousness, and ye believed him not. But the publicans and the harlots believed him, and ye, when ye had seen it, repented not afterward that ye might believe him. Hear another parable. There was a certain householder which planted a vineyard and hedged it round about and digged a wine press in it and built a tower and let it out to husbandmen and went into a far country. And when the time of the fruit drew near, he sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. Again, he sent other servants more than the first, and they did unto them likewise. And last of all, he sent unto them his son, saying, They will reverence my son, but when the husbandmen saw the son, they said among themselves, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him and let us seize on his inheritance. And they caught him and cast him out of the vineyard and slew him. When the Lord, therefore, of the vineyard cometh, what will he do unto those husbandmen? They say unto him, he will miserably destroy those wicked men and will let out his vineyard unto other husbandmen which shall render him the fruits in their seasons. <laughs> Jesus saith unto them, Did ye never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected? The same is become the head of the corner this is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. Therefore, I say unto you, the kingdom of God shall be taken from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Now, he's speaking of himself. That's right out of the book of Daniel. I mean, there's so much prophetic predictions and writings here being fulfilled. It's, it's amazing. 
And when the chief priests and the Pharisees had heard his parables, they perceived that he spake of them. But when they sought to lay hands on him, they feared the multitude because they took him for a prophet. Now listen, I don't know how blind and dense people can be, but this was pretty blind and dense. When God shows up, don't reject him. You know what the neat thing is here? Even though um, the majority rejected Christ, even some of these priests, these religious folks, the leaders, after the resurrection of Christ, many of them are going to come to him as Messiah. They are going to realize who he is and trust him as their savior. Isn't that great? But wouldn't it be better not to reject him in the first place? Absolutely. So let me recap what we've heard today. And you need to check yourself. How are you doing on these things? When God shows up, don't miss him. And then we saw when God shows up, don't doubt him. When God shows up, don't challenge him. And when God shows up, don't reject him. Just receive him already. Give your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. We're going to stop here because we finished Matthew 21. Next episode, next week, we'll go to Matthew 22 and all the way through the Passion Week. But listen. Right now, some of you are realizing who Jesus Christ is. Maybe you have questions. Maybe you need help trusting him as Savior and Lord. I'm going to give you a number. I'm going to read it twice. Write it down. 877-247-2426. I want you to know today, whether you're Jewish or you're not Jewish, whether you're religious or not religious, whether you believe in God or you're an atheist, whatever your situation is, with Jesus Christ becoming your Lord and Savior, you can know for certain how your eternity will turn out. You know how it'll turn out? Instead of following Satan and being condemned to an eternal hell, you can follow Jesus Christ and be welcome into heaven. Some of you are way too shy to call the phone number, or you're going to say, well, I'll do it tomorrow. Don't do that. Call the number. But if you don't want to call the number, do this. Go to chataboutjesus.com, chataboutjesus.com, and chat with someone about Jesus Christ becoming your Messiah, your Savior and Lord. But, but, but I'm Jewish. That's exactly who should be trusting in the Messiah, Jesus. That's the whole point. <laughs> Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. That means you and me. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Oh, man. Yeah. That's the truth. For the wages of sin is death, but 
The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 10, 13 says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you are not a Christian today, if you are not a believer in Jesus Christ as Messiah, I hope that today you will become a believer in Jesus, just like Levi, just like Matthew did, and many of these priests did later. That's what you need to do. Now, if you're a Christian, I hope this has strengthened you and your walk with Christ, and you'll be an even greater witness in His power to the living Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks for listening today. Please like this episode, follow the podcast, and even from where you're listening right now, share it with someone that they might hear the good news of Jesus Christ. I'll see you on the next episode next week. Bye-bye.